BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. of the hashtag Miranda show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales. Here with you all again for this week's episode of the hashtag Miranda show, which is a proud show a proud partner of the chairshot radio network which you can find on the chairshot.com the chairshot.com always use your head the chairshot.com always use your head so many dramatic pauses uh but that's because we're just a drama show the chairshot.com always use your head no i pressed it earlier there was just a, a, a delay yeah yeah there's yeah. a delay yeah delay no i was just talking i had some more dramatic pauses in between you know some of the things i was saying i like dramatic pauses yeah no me too but i do them I do. yeah i do uh that there everyone pressing all the buttons is the man himself, my co-host slash producer slash 
one of my best friends slash did you know he is a wrestling promoter slash the kingpin of the chairshot.com slash the unstoppable one greg demarco i was like how many more slashes does she have you did more yeah. yeah, no, there's a lot more. There. There and been, there's yeah, more to yeah. add. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to add the other slash yet, um, but I'm very excited for this other slash. That you have no idea. Add. You have no idea. <laughs> Miranda, I almost called you something else. <laughs> I almost called you by your middle name. By the way, if I ever say it, I'm going to make these. Bartholomew. Miranda Bartholomew Morales. Uh, Secrets out, familiar. everyone. Esmeralda. Bartholomew is way better. Esmeralda is too close to the real thing. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I've already made plans. Mentally, mentally, it is going to be the greatest iteration of this thing ever, in my opinion. <laughs> you you will have full final you say. Are you are a storyteller, Greg. You are a storyteller. I just, it will be, I mean, you know how my mind works. You just yes, do, of course. right? Like the whole best friend thing. It's it's not a work. It's not a gimmick. Like it just is real. And a couple, like the day after, like the wheels just started turning, and mm. and we haven't had a chance to talk about so many things. But like, yeah, I'm already, and 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 yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Like the creative juices be flowing. Yes. In a good way. In in a very yes. good way. It'll play to the whole group of people who will be there. It will be, yeah. It's all right. Nothing's on I'm paper. Thrilled. It's yes, all lives no, in this that's crazy, okay. stupid mind of Greg. And Martin that's okay. Here. There's there's plenty of time. And uh, for those of you listening, this is an ultimate insider yeah, right? of sorts. That uh, you will not be lit in on anytime soon. Yeah, not eventually. Uh, but yeah, what, one of these days, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about it. But in the meantime... Just wait. It's a good one. It's 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 happening. Uh, so very excited. Very excited for you to be listening to this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. This is the Hashtag Miranda Show after WrestleMania. Not as enthralling as the role of after WrestleMania, mainly because we record this on Tuesdays, as well as recording this after the Greg DeMarco Show, which you can also listen to on, well, that's thecheershot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. During this week's episode of the Greg DeMarco Show, we did talk a lot about WrestleMania, our thoughts on certain matches, on appearances, on pretty much, I would say, about like at least 75% of WrestleMania. Uh, Even though it was two full nights, we talked about a lot. So make sure you stay tuned to that episode if you want to know my that's Greg's thoughts, Patrick O'Dowd's thoughts on what was WrestleMania. Tonight's show is going to have a little bit of a different focus. And just like last week, we're going to focus on NXT because we both actually watch and care about NXT. So it works out well. Uh, but there also seems to be some aftermath of NXT stand and deliver as well as the Raw after WrestleMania as well as tonight's episode of nxt 2.0 so with those three combined there's some thoughts that we both have on nxt right now especially a little bit of uh, some flip-flopping maybe 
Flippy floppy. Some flip. Some, yeah, flippy floppy. What, what do you Some, What do you call the uh, what, what do you What do you call the, uh, the, the the Spanish word, the Latino word for the flip flops? The chancla. 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 Little chancla. The chancla. Yeah. But the chancla is really a weapon. A flip flop is is just more of a. A chancla yeah. is, is a weapon. In, in wrestling course. booking, a flip-flop could be a weapon. Of course it can be, but no one in wrestling really knows how to use a chancla. Not quite like a Latina mother who knows that very well. Very, very well. Uh, but it, anyways, going back to what we are going to talk about. Uh, some interesting back and, back and forth in NXT this week. Before we do that, though, you know it. We can't have a show without it. IZW Impact Zone Wrestling. Two shows coming up within the next month. Actually, almost, you know, within the next month. Just days away from a month away. Uh, But two big shows happening almost back to back. Of course, we're talking about Cool Town Clash. Saturday, April 23rd in Coolidge, Arizona. Uh, big event for the city of Coolidge, big venture for IZW. Uh, we've already had some match announcements for Cool Town Clash, uh, including something that was talked about at the last show, Mr. Classic versus IZW World Heavyweight Champion, the Magnificent, finally going one-on-one. We also are going to see the Tribe in their very last match together as a tag team uh, up against Final Destination and also announced recently a Lucha Libre triple threat match, Gino Rivera versus Crazy Chaos versus Aguila, as well as the debut of a new segment, Smooth Talk with Jay Smooth. Uh, so already some really great announcements, uh, as well as in action, of course, Morgan will be there, EJ Sparks, and some very interesting uh, matches. We do have a boxer versus wrestler uh, match set up, and uh, of course, even a boxing exhibition. So much. It's a very interesting, unique blend uh, of talent and, and athleticism at Cool Town Clash, something that I don't think many people see, even mm-hmm. in, you know, traditional wrestling shows. Um, so something very unique being built up for Cool Town Clash, as well as just a few weeks later, King of the Jungle. Uh, to honor the man himself, the Hawaiian Lion, who will be in his very last match on Saturday, May 7th at Sun Studios in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, Again, that is really the headline, is is the Hawaiian Lion himself in his final match uh, ever at IZW, but also some impact from what's going to happen at Cool Town Clash. The winner of the World Heavyweight Championship match will be facing, well, that's going to be EJ Sparks uh, at King of the Jungle. And in tag team action, we're going to see MBW and Dallas King versus Lights, Camera, Faction. Uh, more matches to be announced uh, for both shows, but again, very close back, almost back to back shows for IZW. A very, very big month ahead for Impact Zone Wrestling. I mean, Greg, this is a, quite a feat to have two shows this close together, pretty much tackling 
you know, two true pretty big events. Yes. It, it, just a thought of it. Two shows this close together, something I didn't want to do at all. Um, but I'm very excited about it. Going to Coolidge is something that we're so excited about. Brand new market and a great group of people. And we're so excited to bring it there. We've got some great partnerships with 3D Sports as well as Robles Boxing and Fitness, which is headquartered out there. Very excited about that and to bring this to this group of people and look forward to doing this probably twice a year and, and just, you know, introducing them to independent wrestling because most of them don't know. And uh, it's been years since anyone's gone out there with, with, you know, with wrestling. So we are so excited to do that and be a part of that. And uh, there's actually a boxing event in Coolidge this weekend that IZW will have people at. So if you happen to be hearing this happen to be in Coolidge, yeah, go get some discount tickets. They will be on hand. Uh, the tribe will be there. Along with Morgan, along with Thugnificent, uh, with the IZW World Heavyweight Championship, and Roman Rizal will all be there physically this weekend for uh, the boxing event that's taking place in Coolidge this weekend. So go check that out. And yeah, King of the Jungle, I mean, y'all want to see some, you know, there's that, there's that, that joke, you know, y'all want to see a dead body. Y'all want to see some grown men cry. Oh, Come God. out to that one. I mean, it almost happened that the, the formation of this event is going to happen in the ring when we're all doing whatever we're doing after the final match of the night uh, to honor just someone who's who's a fantastic performer, a hell of a professional wrestler, uh, great influence backstage, and, and just a good friend, um, the Hawaiian Lion, as he goes off into the sunset and, and lives the rest of his life. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one, a good one, tough in a good way, but it uh it's gonna happen and so those two events back to back will take place then i'll probably sleep for a week afterwards but yeah i'm super excited about it and you guys should be too come check it out tickets are available all over the place um in person a lot of different ways on social media the links are always there at izw wrestling az facebook twitter instagram at izw wrestling az or go to izw wrestling.com we got posters right there on the website for both events click it It'll take you to the ticketing site. If you are a fan of the VIP, the front row VIP, we only got two of those left for King of the Jungle. So snag them um, and, and get them and definitely want to be a part of that. And general admission is going pretty quickly too, uh, is it quicker than usual. So you want to be a part of that, uh, grab those tickets. But yeah, two great nights of wrestling. I'm very excited for both. Both very different, both very important to what we do in IZW. Uh, every, everything matters. Everything shapes the, the the coming months and, and years of IZW. So come on out, check it out, be a part of the fun, because it's going to be just that. It's going to be fun. We put on the best shows. Uh, I stopped being nice after what I did a couple weeks ago. And, um, yeah, come on out. Take advantage of it. You're going to like it. Lines have been drawn. Uh, and you know what, though? You may not be in the Arizona area in order to attend either Cool Town Clash or King of the Jungle don't think that you're out of this yet because we got another way that you could support IZW and thechairshot.com. So, Greg, why don't you do me a favor and go ahead. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot shirt today. When you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a variety of t-shirt designs in support of 
Impact Zone Wrestling, and TheChairShot.com. You know it. That includes both the Chair Shot Linear and IZW Linear T-shirts. Of course, you have multiple. Always use your head shirts. The Chair Shot Worldwide. Chair Shot 316. Uh, Suck It Nerd. Oh, that's a classic one. Uh, as well as the IZW NWA design, the IZW World Order design, and much, much more. Like, well, of course, the Everybody Hates Greg shirt. And it's your girl, the Queen of Soft Style shirt, available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And when you shop now, and by now, I mean April 6th through Monday, April 11th, if you use the promo code SPRING22, you can get 20% off your entire order. That means you can look good, you can save good, and you can be good. Doesn't that make you feel good? So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Get your t-shirt today. You can order any t-shirt in soft style. So, man, you really will be feeling good in soft style and saving money. So even when you spend more, you save more when you use the promo code SPRING22 between April 6th and Monday, April 11th. So you have days to use this code and save. So what are you waiting for? Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Fucking nerd. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. 
Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. Oh, I guess we don't. I guess we don't. I guess we just don't do anything. I guess this is just how it goes. I mean, it's just, yeah. After what happened earlier that people hopefully can't realize happened, yeah. Anyways, so last week on the show, we talked about NXT. We gave our thoughts and predictions for NXT Stand and Deliver. And as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be focusing on two sets of matches that happen and some interesting uh, after effects, uh, uh, things that happen afterward that makes you feel, you know, maybe NXT did a little bit of flip-flopping, flip-floppies with especially these two matches or these two storylines. First, I'm going to start with what we saw on the Stand and Deliver kickoff show, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai reuniting the team to face Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and uh, JC Jane, uh, your NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, to, well, you know, get some revenge on Toxic Attraction, who had both impacted both women individually, so much so that, well, they decided to have bygones be a bygones and team up once again for old time's sakes. Last week when we were talking about it, I mean, we went on both sides of these predictions. I know Greg thought they were going to win the NXT Tag Team titles, uh, and this was a sign, too, of them possibly moving up uh, to Raw or SmackDown together. I thought they were going to uh, win. I, I thought they were going to lose. Or they were going to win, yeah. And and uh, I thought you said they were going to win. I don't know. I didn't listen. Um, uh, and and I think same here. I, I You know, I went either way that they could have absolutely won and, and stayed uh, or even lost and stayed. And even losing wouldn't have hurt them. But they ended up winning. They became your new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. And then we hit tonight, Tuesday, on NXT, in which Toxic Attraction was awarded and granted a rematch. And by that, they just pretty much said we want a rematch. Uh, So we had the rematch between Toxic Attraction and uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. And in somewhat of a surprise move, uh, Toxic Attraction were able to regain those tag titles. So a very short reign, once again, for Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Granted, this reign was longer than their last, noting that their last reign, their first reign, only lasted like 90 minutes. Yeah. So, so, they, so they got that going for them. Um, yes. So, so he, uh, a lot of things to go. I yeah. firmly believe, as I think back, and, and I'm sure people can criticize, not this line of thinking, but why this line of thinking would be out there. I think that the decisions on call-ups are just now being made in all honesty. And the thing about that is simple. It's very much where the WWE is in this position where WrestleMania is a laser focus and, and all eyes are on WrestleMania. Everything's towards WrestleMania. They built stand and deliver. And you look at stand and deliver um, where Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai won those titles. I think at that point, maybe the toxic attraction was going to move up. Who knows? And, mm-hmm. And then they lose him back. And I think it wasn't until after WrestleMania and probably Monday during the day that they started to make some decisions. 
That's probably why we saw no NXT talent even debut on Raw. We had Braun Breaker win the NXT Championship on Raw, which we'll talk about later. But it was, you know, outside of that, very much, you know, Breaker had lost it at Stand and Deliver. Um, as they continue to, to move it all forward, for me, I think they weren't making the decision on who would call up until after WrestleMania. It's like, get through WrestleMania, then we'll figure out any call-ups. And I do think mm-hmm. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai are the ones that they want to call up. And and I know we've got Dakota getting a shot at Mandy Rose. It's also not, you know, you got a few weeks, even months before you have to bring them to television. And and that's fine. I think you, you perfectly well to wait it out and do it kind of as you as you need to, as you want to. But to me, I think that's where they're going. And I think the decision was made to call them up and they were like, oh, we got to move the titles back. And who else are you going to put them on other than Toxic Attraction? There's no real other tag teams that you can put them on outside of, you know, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter and then Valentina Faraz and the other woman who's not very good. So it's it's just very this is where you got to go. And then you got to spend some time rebuilding the division and toxic attraction is perfect for that. If you're going to rebuild a division, especially if you're going to lose for Kel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, you put it on them, you let them hold it for a while. You build the division up just like you did with Mandy Rose and she won the title and you move forward from there. But that's what I think happened. I think the decisions weren't really made yet. And maybe there was some thoughts and they weren't sure what to do. And then they were just like, well, we'll give people the moment. Plus a championship typically changes hands the week after WrestleMania titles usually change hands. Sometimes they change back. Sometimes they go from one person to another. A lot of times it's the intercontinental Jinder Mahal left WrestleMania 34 United States champion and off of a four way at WrestleMania 34 that I was celebrating when he won, he lost it on raw like, or SmackDown, whenever, whichever one, like when, you know, Zack Ryder had his amazing moment, became intercontinental champion, won the ladder match, lost it on raw. And, and so this is just what they do. You know, that's why Ziggler losing to Braun Breaker, like, yeah, a title change on Raw. This is what you did. And we had a title change on NXT as well. So that aspect of it is historically proven to be done from year to year. But I really think where this goes is that they made the decision after WrestleMania that Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai would be among the call-ups. You know, and, and it's... Man, it just makes you wonder then what was the plan for them in NXT to if they were to stay, you know, and how yeah. long, even if they were on the cusp, you know, maybe they weren't going to get called right away, but they could have been called up within a few months. Were they just going to have another short reign or and by, you know, maybe not as short as the first one again. Right. But, you know, what what was the, the goal, I guess, ultimately to, I guess to get the, the belts back on toxic attraction. And maybe there was a little one, yeah. curious. Maybe it was yeah. just done for attention and title changes because title changes mm-hmm. still get the attention of the hardcore yeah, fan base. It really, it really did. And you did have, you know, uh, several throughout stand and mm-hmm. deliver. Um, you had new tag champions. Yeah. You had a new North American champion. Uh, of course, new women's tag champions. Everything so, but I the mean, top two titles. Everything fans. but. <laughs> so was that that is a little curious, but. Um, you know, and then now, yeah, you know, Dakota Kai is going to be facing uh, Mandy Rose next week. Uh, and was that ultimately, is each woman now going to have their ch- shot at Mandy Rose? Is that is that truly the one final thing that they do before they move up to? Basically, they just put over all of Toxic Attraction and then go to the main roster. Yes. Is that, is that <laughs> you know, putting over Toxic Attraction? Is that... Which is not a bad, you know, it's not it's not a bad thing. It yeah, they basically, we haven't them. seen SmackDown yet to know if, if Natalia and Shayna Baszler are breaking up, but they broke up all the other women's tag teams anyway, so. 
Yeah. What do you, you know, what else do you do? And, and you've got, if you want to have women's tag teams on the roster, you either have makeshift teams or you bring up Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai because they're the best tag team they have right now in terms of women's tag mm-hmm. teams. So, yeah. And you, and you bring up a good point of what we saw in Raw. I mean, literally in Raw, we saw the dissolution of, you know, two of their tag teams, um, pretty much the tag teams that they had there. Uh, and you need now competitors for Sasha Banks and Naomi. Yeah. So would it make sense for, you know, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez to come together, even if they just are brought up and paired with other people? You know, say mm-hmm. Liv Morgan and Dakota Kai come together because Liv Morgan is kind of just that person, too, where she gets paired with people right. uh, randomly. Um, uh, and, and again, just who who knows? Um, but it, it yeah, it just leaves you kind of wondering where this this flip flop, you know, what was the intention? Is it all on purpose? Was it on just by planning and. You know, what what does this mean now, though, for toxic attraction to have the belts back? It does create a little bit more stability and the ability for long term planning. But NXT 2.0 is in the same situation where there's not a whole lot of women's tag teams. I do agree with as far as the only other close contender is Casey uh, and and Caden, which I think they should be primed to be one of those next contenders. I would love to see more of a long-term story because Casey and Caden have really developed into a very cohesive team and they work really well together. And they're truly, you know, the only baby face team that they have one of the only other teams period. So, you know, why, why not build that up? But it's still, I guess it just made me almost chuckle a little bit just to say, oh, okay, that was quick. You know, we're not. Yeah. And, and you're right. I don't think it was meant to be long, but I don't know if it was meant to be this short either. I, I agree with you. I, I don't know that it was meant to be that long, but uh, I think they just were like, no, wait, we're going to call them up now and we want to be able to do it. And so then the plan was probably put into place, just like we'll talk about on the men's side, where they're like, okay, let's move this title back over. Let's have Dakota Kai challenge. We'll have Raquel Gonzalez challenge, and then we'll transition them over to to the main roster. So to me, it's just, you know, it's how you do it. You know, Tommaso Ciampa lost to Tony D'Angelo at at Mm. stand and deliver and poof, here he's going to go now. So it's, yeah, to me it all, it makes sense. I just think it's just how they, they they just prioritize, you know, when you're super busy Mm. at work, if you're halfway decent at your job, you're going to prioritize and you're going to hit the top priorities first. And I don't know if y'all know this, but, WrestleMania is their biggest priority of the year. So they're just not going to, mm-hmm. they're probably like, Vince, who do you want to call up? And he's like, damn it, it's WrestleMania. I'll figure that out on Monday and yeah. Tuesday. Like, that's just, you know, the way. Who do you think they would have had, I guess, some idea on that or like prior? Uh, they're like- so, like, wrestle, from, from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, man, that's it. And now that there's a more close connection between NXT and, and, and Raw, especially. I think it's even more difficult for them to to mm-hmm. to make those decisions ahead of time. Everything is WrestleMania, 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 WrestleMania. That I don't think they could even spare the brain power. And when you're in Dallas, everyone's there. Shawn Michaels was there. The Shawn Michaels and and Matt Bloom produced the match on Raw between Dolph Ziggler and Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. That's the first match on Raw involving NXT talent that was produced by NXT people. They've usually been produced mm-hmm. by main roster people because they happen to be there, right? Shawn Michaels usually isn't there. So it's, you know, everybody was together. That's when they probably were finally able to have those conversations. Maybe those conversations didn't even happen until Tuesday. Who knows? But you had to get through WrestleMania first. And and that's just why uh, I think it takes place because if all else fails, if you had to drop something, 
it would be Russell, you know, it wouldn't be WrestleMania, it would be the other stuff. So that's where I think the priorities lie. And and they needed to put on the best WrestleMania possible. We'll worry about the rest of it afterwards. And that's what I think happened, for better or for worse. Because six months from now, it won't matter. No, it it won't matter. But it, I'm worried that it won't matter in a bad way because it's all I hope not. Anyways. Yeah, I really yes. hope not. Because I do think, I, I think the best shot for, look, the, even though they released so many, the women's area of the main roster is still pretty crowded. You've still got mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley now who's going to go on a run. you still got Ronda Rousey, whatever she's doing. you still got Becky Lynch. And and, mm-hmm. and maybe they're gonna maybe Becky Lynch is gonna follow that Randy Orton schedule now and take some time off over the summer. Who knows? But with Rhea Ripley going solo and maybe Liv Morgan going solo, like the timing wouldn't be right for Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai to go up as solo acts. We know they work yeah. as a unit. We've seen it work for a really, really, really long time. Let's let them go up there and just kind of forget that Dakota Kai is crazy and talking to individual people and. Pair her back up with Raquel Gonzalez. Maybe we can get Dakota Kai a matching motorcycle. Who knows? And next thing you know, we have a tag team that can run for a year on the main roster before they eventually break up again. And Raquel I Gonzalez mean, yeah, goes but they're not going to run for a year. No women's tag team have ran for a year. I'm trying to think of like like because Zelina and Carmella were champs for a long time. Um, they were there for a long time, but they I they they just. Featured. Yeah, they just – I don't think they were a team very long before they even won the title. I think they were a team at, when they won the title. I think that was when they became a team is when they yeah, won the titles. Yeah. Um, but I just say, I mean, I, I appreciate the optimism, but no team – unless they break and, and set a new president, which, of course, right. is you know can't happen. But with the women's tag team division, both really in NXT 2.0 and – you know, the I'll just call it the main roster for all intents and purposes, don't tend to last very long. I mean, I think back in the really the only team that I could think of, at least on the main roster, was the Iconics. Yeah. You know, a team that had existed and been together for quite some time. And I would say, I guess, Sasha and Bailey. Um, but that's, but even that's we saw really, how that went. Yeah, yeah like we saw how that went. And then toxic um, attraction. I do think, like, that's the third. Yeah, I was yeah, going like, to say, toxic attraction is really, you know, the only one, the first one within NXT to truly be a team. Um, so, I, you know, anyways. Uh, yeah, no, I know, I know. Uh, dog is <laughs> growling. He's, he's upset, too. Um, yes. He's really mad. Mickey's really mad about the women's division. Yes. He gets really upset when I talk about that. Um, so we are going to be taking a, a quick break, and we're going to jump into the next segment. We've already teased it. We, Greg already spoiled it. You know, we are going to be talking about Braun Breaker uh, and uh, his appearance on Monday Night Raw, winning the NXT Tag Team Championships. We're going to really see our thoughts about that and uh, where that is going to lead to. Oh, hey, Mark. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. So in another case of the flip-flops, uh, we had 
Braun Breaker uh, win the NXT championship, not at Stand and Deliver, uh, in which we had originally talked about last week against Dolph Ziggler. Uh, he lost that match well, due to some interference with Bobby Roode. Um, and it was kind of a surprise uh, to see Braun lose. But it also left, again, the door wide open for him. That did leave us more of a speculation, too, of you know whether he was going to get called up um, or did this just mean maybe a longer few for him in NXT. However, then we hit the Raw after WrestleMania and get a very kind of impromptu match between yeah. Dolph Ziggler and Braun Breaker on Monday Night Raw for the NXT Championship, in which Braun won and became the new NXT Champion. Now, I get why putting this on Raw to the company made sense. You know, it's it, they have brands within the company. Right. So creating more crossover appeal to try and get more eyes on NXT is, I think, a, a smart move. We've seen it on the reverse. We've seen, you know, uh, current WWE superstars head over to NXT 2.0, whether it be AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio, and, of course, Dolph Ziggler. Haven't really seen the reverse. This is the first in the 2.0 that we've kind of, well, I guess Tommaso Ciampa. We had Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker. But it was Braun. all within the confines of the Dolph Ziggler storyline. And yeah. Grayson Waller, but that was within the confines of the AJ Styles storyline. So, yeah. So to to swing that around to Monday Night Raw, um, I, I think it's a smart utilization of of the flagship show like mm-hmm. that. But it is curious. So was that? Now this one seems a lot more intentional, though. That the goal was to, or was it? You know, going back to your theory, would you think there was possibly plans to bring up Ron Breaker and they scrapped that and now say, okay, we need to put the title on him. We just don't have enough time to do it on Tuesday. Let's do it on Monday. Yeah, it's interesting because I think it also coincides with the the Gunther stuff because you had you had Braun Breaker lose at Stand and Deliver. And initially I thought when once he won our Raw, I was like, well, that would suck if you paid to go see Stand and Deliver. And then the title changes hands on Raw, but I'm like, okay, you saw like three other title changes I said to deliver. Oh yeah, you got and, you got, and you got your, your money's, money's worth. worth Not only that, majority of people that were saying to deliver were also at Raw, so it, it's you know it, it's okay in in that regard to me. Um, the bigger thing for me is that it, it could be they they changed their mind on Braun Breaker. Braun has only got like 35 matches in his career. Mm. Now, granted, when Roman Reigns came up, he had less than that, and look at him now. When Braun Strowman came up, he had like two. And, 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 you know, now he's choosing his own narrative or creating his own narrative or whatever. So it doesn't matter. But, um, it just to, yeah, like, like maybe they did change their mind on Braun Breaker. I mean, I thought he did well at the Hall of Fame when he introduced the Steiners that to be get inducted. And, and, but it just, maybe they figured, you know, why? Maybe they, maybe as they were reviewing plans for the future, they were like, okay, this isn't the best idea. We're already bringing up Ciampa. We already brought up Pete Dunn. Now we know we're going to bring up Raquel and Dakota. And I think we're going to bring up Imperium. So, yeah, like this isn't going to work. I wrote in my my bold predictions article. I thought they were going to bring up MSK, and and they mm-hmm. won the tag titles. So it's yeah, you just never know. I could also see them bringing up randomly like grizzled young veterans, like you know, because they're apparently not. You know, it, it just makes sense. Like they're a great act. Yeah, it's sometimes out of sight, out of mind. If someone yeah, just hasn't been just used happened. for you know a period of time, that's sometimes the indicator that they're going to yeah. be moved into Raj Smackdown. What struck me was then they followed that up 
Because I'm sure that Ziggler and, and unless Ziggler and, and Rude are going to feud with MSK, I'm sure they're done with, with NXT. Um, then you did Gunther versus Braun Breaker on Tuesday night's edition of NXT and Braun Breaker wins. And, you know, Imperium has lost the tag team titles. And now Gunther got his shot and he lost that. To me, I think Imperium's going up. I'm a little worried that Fabian Eichner walked out on Marcel Bartel. I'm only worried because I'd, I I want Fabian Eichner to be part of Imperium going up to the main roster because I think Fabian Eichner is like secretly one of the, could be just an amazing performer on the main roster. To me, he's the better of the two guys in the Imperium tag team, especially when it comes to cutting a promo. But I also thought Marty Jannetty was a better rocker and Matt Hardy was a better Hardy boy. So what the hell do I know? I also said, you know, that the window of opportunity closed for Edge and he went on to be an 11-time world champion. So whatever, Greg, you're stupid. <laughs> Um, so Marcel Bartel is probably going to be a Hall of Famer in main event WrestleMania against Roman Reigns in a few years. And Fabian Eichner will be on dark, but whatever. Um, it, it, to me, it's just, I just think that's where they're going. I think Imperium, if, if Gunther's not going to be a long-term champion in NXT, go to the main roster where mm-hmm. you can have a run and he should have Imperium with him. Like it just makes sense. Um, and and I think that's why they did all that. And again, I just don't think the decisions were made. I think they probably made the decision to have Gunther wrestle Braun Breaker today, Tuesday, when we're recording this, or Monday, like because they were focused on WrestleMania. I didn't expect him to lose to LA Knight, even if he was moving to the main roster. And once MSK won at Stand and Deliver, I was like, okay, Imperium's moving up. Like I still yeah. expected Gunther to win over LA Knight. LA Knight could move up. Like he's forty. Like mm-hmm. it's it's you know move him up and let him go. He's he's an amazing performer. He could also do wonders in NXT and maybe he's got that Samoa Joe role where he has some other jobs behind the scenes that we don't know about. I don't know, but to me, I just think those are the decisions that are being made. It's very possible until Monday Tuesday, Braun Breaker was going to move up, and they just decided, nah, not yet. We'll, we'll do it. And maybe maybe they do it come draft time. You know, get Braun Breaker yeah. another few months of experience and we'll move him up. Maybe they're going to wait till next year. I doubt it. Um, I could see him, you know, moving up come draft time because he won the title so fast. What do you do with them? You know, besides be mm-hmm. champion. So I could see him holding this belt through into the early fall, losing and getting drafted to, to one of the, one of the rosters. But, and again, like when Carmelo Hayes lost the North American championship, I'm like, I could see him go to the main roster at this point, along with Trick Williams. Like, that's a possibility. I don't even know if he did anything on, on NXT tonight. I haven't seen yet. But there's just a lot of potential on the main roster to move people up. But then it's like, where do they fit? That's the other thing you got to figure out, too, is where do they yeah. fit on the main roster? And maybe that's the other conversation they had now that there's more synergy between NXT and between the main roster. So, yeah, I yeah, mean, I you even you predicted and, and kind of your fantasy booking of Braun Breaker was have him win, you know, Next year, two years down the road, Royal Rumble, I think. Did you say 2023 or 2024? 2023. Yeah, just have him. 23, yeah. Yeah, like have him kind of, you know, wrestle through the summer or whatever, maybe get drafted, and we just never see him. And everyone's like, when is Braun Breaker going to appear? Just shows up in the Rumble and wins out of nowhere. Like, they'll never do it. But that's how I would book it. Yeah. Well, and and maybe that – because to me, I feel like, you know, Braun Breaker is really the future. You got to think about who's after Roman. You know, because that's that's who is the man and will be the man for quite some time is Roman. And with this emphasis on youth, they're building the next big star after Roman. Right. And so, you know, whether they're signed yet or not, that that person may not, you know, be signed yet. 
you know, who knows? Um, or maybe they they are. I could easily, I mean, I think in a lot of people looking at star power and what you had noted about Ron Breaker, you know, he has a lot of those checkboxes, you know, mm-hmm. but, but who knows? Maybe with all the, the big deal that they're making about Gable uh, Stevenson, you know, maybe he's the, the one uh, or who knows? It could, you know, be Fabian Eichner. I have no idea. Uh <laughs> You know, but I guess it just goes to, I guess, was it planning? You know, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of think this was a bit more strategic. I think it was more of a way to try and pull more attention to NXT 2.0 than it was a change yeah. in direction. This it made sense, but you know, it's also somewhat random to have this somewhat random match happen on Monday Night Raw related to, to NXT. Greg, do you think we're going to get more of these types of NXT 2.0 matches on Raw? I mean, we've seen, we've seen crossover and it's been within these storylines, but we're starting to see, you know, more uh, current stars on 2.0, even if it's a one-off. Will that tide kind of move to Raw or SmackDown as as well, or are they going to be fairly divided? I don't think it's – I think it's going to be more one-directional. I think this is a bit of an anomaly. I know we had Ciampa and Breaker on, on Raw. We've had Grayson Waller on Raw. But they've all been part of the storyline that took place in NXT. And so I do think if they do appear on Raw, it'll be a story. I don't foresee a ton of NXT title changes happening on Raw in the future. I do think those will continue to be – look, I've complained – my one complaint about the United Kingdom Championship is outside of the first time – when Pete, when when Tyler Bate won the tournament, every other time the United Kingdom Championship have changed hands, it's been in the America, like mm-hmm. every single time. Like like Pete Dunn won it from Tyler Bate in Chicago, Gunther won it in New York when he was Walter, and then Ilya Dragunov won it at the Performance Center from Gunther on on a takeover or maybe not a takeover. I can't remember at this point, but he still won it in on American soil. Like it's a UK championship. I know it's not the European championship was more of a joke that it was European. Like the UK championship is supposed to be seriously United Kingdom. Um, But I do think it's going to be more one directional adding that star power to raw or to NXT. And when we see them on raw, it's going to get to get, get you go to back to NXT. I think this was a factor of everybody's in town. We're all mm-hmm. in Dallas. We had Stand and Deliver. We're kind of putting the exclamation point on WrestleMania weekend, which is what the Raw After Mania is all about. And we're going to do so with Braun Breaker. We're going to do the NXT exclamation points. Going to be Braun Breaker. Maybe this was the plan the whole time. Maybe they went into Stand and Deliver knowing we're going to have Braun Breaker win the title at on Raw. Who who the heck knows? Like maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Maybe we'll they'll they'll pretend we're finding out when even the person who's telling us we're finding out doesn't really know. Who knows? But. To answer your question, like I still think the crossover is going to be rooted in Orlando, not rooted on the travel portion of Raw. Mm-hmm. And that's a very fair point because it's you know convenient, and yeah. when you can have that synergy both with location and I guess too, just what are you trying to accomplish, whether it's short term or long term viewership, you know, storyline development, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. Um, but I do think that in order to better prepare 
talent in 2.0 to that big jump is the more exposure they do have to Raw and SmackDown. Um, And you can test those waters a little bit more frequently so that you can get a sense from a wider audience. How is this person being received? I also think that these are almost little mini tryouts and sessions, not necessarily dark match uh, because you can have a a dark match. Um, It's what is that reception? What does that look like actually on television? Because that's what you're trying to build for the future, um, I don't think a dark match, a main event match is going to to accomplish that. I agree. The matches on main event are interesting because they have a lot of times translated into who comes up, but and it is WWE main event. But I mean, I remember when Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed went on to WWE main event too. So who knows? Um, yeah, it is interesting, but you're right. You do need to test him out. And I think that's what these crossover angles accomplish. We've seen Grayson Waller on Raw. We've seen Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa on Raw. We saw those things take place. I still love the idea of Tommaso Ciampa being part of Edge's stable. I know oh, yeah. it's out of character for him, but so. But also, Butch, we've but seen yeah. a lot of character, yeah, changes. Exactly mm-hmm. that. We've seen these changes. I actually think maybe it's not necessarily that far off for him. Right. It's a, it's a darker character that we know that lives within Tommaso Ciampa. That granted, he's not necessarily one to to be in a collaborative nature, uh, but I think personality but, wise could really fit in well with you know the theme. And here's the this. thing: like Edge isn't going to be here forever, so eventually you have somebody turn, you have somebody do something. That's why I suggested Mustafa Ali as a member of this thing. Like bring him back into the fold. Time heals those wounds. Give him something to do, and eventually, when Edge is gone, like now you've got Mustafa Ali and able and able to inherit something. Who knows? It's it's just a lot of thoughts that that I've had, and we'll see what happens long term. The one I'm most worried about is Roderick Strong because mm. when Diamond Mine wrestled on Stand and Deliver, they didn't even mention Roderick Strong's name. So I'm a little worried about Roddy Strong. I haven't seen if he had any involvement yeah. in NXT Tuesday night. I don't know yet. I usually watch it after we finish recording, but I'm I, I'm concerned. From what I can recall, I do not remember. I'm concerned. Him I'm very, that. very concerned about old Roddy. Maybe Tommaso Champ and Rockstar are attacking. Who knows? Uh, maybe he joins the undisputed elite over in AEW. I have no idea. Uh, it, it just, we just have no no way of knowing. But it's interesting. It's interesting to see what happens. Yeah. It's interesting to see where they go, and I'm intrigued. Uh, a little worried at times, but when you love a brand as much as NXT, as much as we love NXT, and, and I love NXT 2.0, I'm differentiated. It's like Ocean's 12 and 13, different than yes. Ocean's 11, but love them all. Um, and so I still want to see the talent that comes up do well, uh, and and we'll see. Uh, like I said, we'll see. Maybe Roddy Strong's going to start training people in the Performance Center. He's 40 as well. It, it's it's You just never know. Like I still think Tommaso Ciampa on his days off is going to be helping in NXT. Like, just don't know. Just have no, don't know. no clue. Yeah. Well, before we finish up, I am, I'm going to enact uh, the hashtag Miranda writes. Yes. Hang on. I got to, it's been so long that I have to find this. And it's pretty much just talking about something. I'm going to make this, it's a spin that I don't, I don't know if you're going to like or not, but. Well, that's kind of the point. Yes. Yes. Uh, So for those of you who may not know, the hashtag Miranda writes is, well, when I make Greg do whatever I want him to do. So, Greg DeMarco, you have the right to remain silent, but not really. Anything you say or do can and will be used against you uh, on this podcast. 
we talked about Pat McAfee on uh, the Greg DeMarco show and even just really the perception of him uh, online that if you were not a WWE fan or regular viewer, you would look possibly at Pat McAfee as, you know, the next big star. Um, You know, Pat McAfee started his in-ring career with a feud with, you know, your boy, your hero, uh, maybe not this iteration, but the previous iteration of Adam Cole. How is it, is it comical? Is it ironic? Is it a little sad that Pat McAfee had a WrestleMania moment and not just a WrestleMania moment, a huge WrestleMania moment before Adam Cole did? It is sad. It is very sad. I thought about it and and I don't know if I put it in a tweet. I don't know if I put it in my article at thechairshot.com, but had Adam Cole not left and had he also not yet debuted on the main roster, could you imagine the storytelling you could do if Adam Cole, you know, if Pat McAfee's wrestling Austin Theory, all this and that, and it's Adam Cole who cost Pat McAfee the match? Like, what a way to debut him on the main roster. Um, and, and get that pop from the fans and the know and everything else. Like I thought about that because that's my, still my view of Adam Cole. Um, it is kind of surreal, but it's almost not surreal because, you know, now that Adam Cole is in WWE or in AEW and he's like, I want to make sure more people in the world appreciate the Halo video game. Pat McAfee is this performer and he's on the main roster. He's doing main roster things. Like I'm not surprised. Like I'm I'm equally surprised mm-hmm. and not surprised, uh, and equally sad and completely understanding of the whole thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's almost surreal. Like it's not good or bad. It's just surreal because yeah, who would have thought that? Again, if Adam Cole were three inches taller and forty pounds heavier, he'd have already main evented WrestleMania. But he's not. You know, it just it is what it is, mm-hmm. and. That's kind of how I look at it. But yeah, it's a little weird. I also love Pat McAfee. So there's that element yes. to it as well. Yeah. Well, I it, think would, it, it would be different, different if I hated the, the counterpart. And I mm-hmm. don't. Um, but, you know, Pat McAfee, we were, tr- I was going to predicted that McAfee was the person behind the attack on Adam Cole when it was Rich Holland who did it. Like, mm-hmm. and that was m- weeks before he showed back up. Like, I've always been all in on the Pat McAfee and WWE thing. Shocked when he became the color commentator for SmackDown, but still on board with it. I, but yeah, it, it is weird. And it is kind of crazy when you put those things into perspective. Like Adam Cole, you know, he tweeted about it on Wednesday. He celebrates 14 years of wrestling. Pat McAfee's had three matches and two of them. Well, he had one on the Indies against, against Warpig, but he, he's had three WWE matches. Two of them involved Adam Cole. And and a guy named Austin, and then the third one involved a guy named Austin. So it's weird. And then he got stunned by a guy whose last name is Austin. But Michael Cole, by the way, screaming Austin, stunned Austin. Talk about dramatic pauses earlier. Like the call on that was just brilliant. <laughs> That's um, so good. But yeah, I mean, almost it's it's like it is weird. I don't I don't think there's any spike there. No. But, it, but could I think like it just. It's just such a not it's not spite for anybody in particular, but it is just one of those weird life 
circumstances. You're right. Adam Cole's been wrestling for 14 years. Someone we thought would make it to Raw or SmackDown, you know, in due mm-hmm. time. Even not necessarily a main event, but just a match on WrestleMania that is is not going to happen now. Speaking of what we also talked about in Salt WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes making his debut. Mm-hmm. Do you think at any point you, we will see Adam Cole return to WWE? You know, it's interesting. That's a good question because he ain't getting any bigger. You know, and but you never say never. But like Cody's mm-hmm. not Adam Cole's not Cody Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes isn't Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. And Austin Theory is also not Adam Cole, but he's big. Like, my gut instinct is no, which hurts. But my gut instinct is no. I don't know mm-hmm. that he comes back. I, I just, unless there's no AEW for him to be in, but hopefully he's making enough money to where that wouldn't matter. Like, I could see him going off and do other things. But, yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. Because you would think that I immediately would say yes, because that he's a tremendous performer and I've loved everything he's done and all that. But my gut instinct is no, I don't think mm-hmm. he comes back. And well, yeah, I think it's 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 also his priority and how he views you know wrestling and, and his goals. And if that doesn't align with WWE or you know or his goals isn't what WWE offers, but I, uh, it also going back to what you're saying, does WWE find value value in him to the point that they would bring him back? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's so weird, but you just never know. Maybe his star grows so much in AEW that it does work out for him and all of undisputed era. Maybe they all come back and, 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 and yeah, who knows? I mean, I do think it's hard and AEW, it just right now, I don't see who the top person is. I guess outside of Hangman, you know, Kenny. Like, but even Hangman, those, like, is he? He's not treated well, And like then you it. have, yeah, like you have Daniel Bryan, you have CM Punk, you know, like. It's just you know, weird. Yes. It really is. Yeah, like, it's, just, it's just a lot of shuffle because I, I just can't see clearly who is you know, the guy. There's a saying in football, guys. when you have two quarterbacks, you have none. And in WWE, like, you know, it's Roman and Brock are the top tier. Like, we thought it was the Greg DeMarco show. Then there's a bunch of people at that second tier. In AEW, it's almost like you remove the top tier. Imagine if we didn't have Roman and Brock in WWE. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't know who was on top, except they would elevate some. WWE makes it very clear who was on top. And and that's what they do. AEW doesn't almost, I don't think out of spite, I think out of fear. Because there's a lot of egos there. And I think that's part of what Cody's problems were with the company. Like, if you put someone above somebody else, that kind of goes against what they're about. And and that's why it doesn't really kind of work. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. But who knows? Maybe this, maybe he becomes such a big star there once he gets to win the world title. He probably will. That that he is someone they want to bring back. You know, I think his deal's a three-year deal. And so who knows? Um, but he's not Cody. Like, that's the thing. Like, Cody mm-hmm. excelled and grew at so many levels and literally founded a company. Like, I'm sure Vince is so impressed that Cody got, you know, Tony Khan to bankroll this company. Like, Vince has got to be impressed by that. That's not an Adam Cole thing to do. So, but maybe they want to – it depends on what happens with NXT long term. Like, 
maybe that changes at some point. Maybe there's an NXT 3.0 three years from now. Like, mm-hmm. we just don't know. That's one thing that wrestling has proven to us. Like, two years ago, even when Pat McAfee was in NXT, we never would have thought he's doing what he did at WrestleMania on Sunday. So we just don't know. But yeah, right now, in today, 2022, I don't think he comes back. That sucks. Well, we're going to, yeah, I, that's why I made you answer the hard questions. That's what you do. Damn it. I do. Yes. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can follow me at the Hashtag Miranda, Hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. You can follow Greg, though, on Twitter at ChairShotGreg on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as TheChairShot.com at ChairShotMedia on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, make sure to visit TheChairShot.com, your source for wrestling news, analysis, sports entertainment, and sports entertainment. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Also, if you are listening to this show on your favorite podcast streaming platform like Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and more, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe, and that way you get a notification every time a new episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show or any uh, Chair Shot Radio podcast drops. Leave a five-star review and, of course leave our five-star rating and of course a review of your choice love to hear your feedback if you have it and greg hit him one more time with how do people find ticket information and the socials for izw well you can find tickets and social media all on social media of course at izw wrestling az for arizona again at izw wrestling az and of course you can go to izwwrestling.com to get tickets, to get the social media links and all things you need for IZW to come on out and be a part of our events. Make sure you stay tuned. That way you'll get more information about IZW, both Cool Town Clash and King of the Jungle. Saturday, April 23rd, as well as Saturday, May 7th. Stay tuned for more match announcements and information uh, to be shared for both of those events. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much for listening. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. You got no choice, babe. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.